2: Hiring is hard. Express employment professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit expresspros.com to let the pros help you. Express employment Professionals is your full service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Are you trying to figure out the perfect outfit and gift for each of the events? Well, then head over to macy's.com and check off your to-do list at Macy's. They've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches, so you can pull together a look for any dress code. Plus they have incredible cookware, home decor and bedding that would make the perfect gift. Check out Macy's wedding shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop.
3: Wind down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman and iHeartRadio podcast.
2: Excited for our guests today because we have their book is
0: Everybody Fights. Yeah. So why not get better at it?
2: But it's interesting. It's just, yeah, it's an overall like interesting topic because I had posted that thing on social media kind of like talking about you know how it can be hard at times and fights happen and they stink but you know i t- sometimes take photos to remember that even though in the that moment it feels like the end of the world it's not really like once mm-hmm. you get out of it mm-hmm. um but it's interesting because so many people have dm'd me and said like if you're so unhappy like why Like, why stay in your relationship? And I'm like, it has nothing to do with unhappiness. Like, I may look unhappy Mm -hmm. at times, like, you know, because maybe we're fighting or... But it's not a a general unhappiness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I think if it's every day and more times than not, then yeah. Like, I think you need to look in... You need to look inside and be like, "Am I really happy? Like, is this relation serving, like, relationship serving me? Am I my best version right now?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, is it, is this a a constant thing? But I think so many times, you know, when we have arguments or disagreements, it it can it can feel like the end of the world, and it can feel, you know, for for mostly just like for me or, you know, it's very like, I think it's one or the other. Um, But I don't think it's a, like, I I don't think I'm unhappy, you know? Well, like, I know I'm not unhappy. (laughs) I'm like, huh? No, but I mean, I I don't
0: think I'm unhappy. No,
2: but I mean, you know, like I've, I've written down because at times, like it does feel like this is too hard and we fight and this and that. So, you know, you start I started writing down and that's been like a helpful tool for me because it's like, okay, it's not every day. Has it been a little bit more consistent lately? Yeah. And I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But if that continues on like that for the entire year, then that's when you go, okay, like maybe my, maybe I am more times than not unhappy, but that's not the reality in this moment. Like more times than now, I'm happy. We're happy. We're good. You know, I think with Canada and the movie and you know, some, it, it was a little bit more frequent But, and then I think if that stays that way, then that's when you have to, yeah, maybe evaluate your relationship, but that's not, but it's also like seasons, like people go through things and you have to kind of look at it as like, is this all the time or is this just a few times? Because I think a few times is normal. Just like the book, like everyone fights, like everyone has fights and disagreements and underlying, you know, um, resentments or like it's just about how to like fight better and like you know we talk about in our book like the good fights about fighting for each other not against each other Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but I just like I don't know that kind of just kind of struck me weird because I'm like like if you're so unhappy I was like where did I say I was unhappy right like I know sometimes like we may be sad but it's like aren't we all unhappy at times (laughs) or is it just me
0: no everybody is and I think you know, there's, there's levels of this in, in our situation, you know, too, right? It's, uh, for some relationships that don't have a traumatic history, like we do, you know, their fights might not carry as much weight because of there there might not be past triggers and a bigger pain that comes up underneath of something. So I think, I think that's a big part of it for, for our situation where, you know, small fights can turn into something bigger because of the things that we've been through in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And then I also think it's a personality thing too. I think some people are just more inclined to, you know, uh, have that feeling, not that it's negative or positive, just some people are just kind of that way. And you're, you've been more of one of those people to kind of be that way of where it just feels like the weight of the world at times.
2: Yeah. And and I think that is because of our past, because I'm like, I don't want to have to like struggle mm -hmm. all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be like this heavy and it shouldn't be, you know, but unfortunately with our past, it's like, we're, we're way better than we were for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's like, sometimes it's just like, you know, I don't want to like be, I don't want this to always feel so heavy. Mm -hmm. when we just have a simple argument right you know um and I think that's like you said it's just our situations a little bit you know walking through that and but I mean obviously we're like way better than it used to be but I think just the underlying question of it all is this you know I think you can look at your relationship and know and I was just talking to a girlfriend about this today on a walk it's You have to kind of just almost, yeah, like write it out and be like, because in the moment it feels so like, oh, I'm so unhappy. Well, yeah, I'm unhappy right now because either I'm not getting one of my needs met or or you're not getting one of your needs met. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean like throw the towel and this is over and it's terrible that we're fighting. It's like, no, okay. Someone's needs aren't getting met. Let's communicate and grow together and get stronger. Now, the problem where unhappiness, I think, becomes a thing is when there is just no love left yeah. to continue to fight together.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why they say, like, apathy is is the killer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: As soon as someone's apathetic and just doesn't give a shit anymore, that's when you know. And I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, that book um, that we had been reading and we're going to get back into now that we're back from Canada, um, the vertical marriage with, uh, Dave and Ann Wilson that we're going to try to have them on here in the near future. But in that book, it says something that you and I related to where she was talking they're talking about a situation and how Ann was saying she didn't feel chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the, the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. And to D- to Dave, to the man, he was just like, well, you said yes to me on our wedding day. That's like enough for me, Mm. you know? So I know that's kind of how I feel at times. It's easier for me to be optimistic, not only from our past, right? Because I'm the perpetrator. So obviously I just want to think of the positive. And then I think too, it's just something in me as a man where I'm just like, I'm, and and being sober minded too, I'm like, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to our marriage and making it work. We're going to have good days, bad days good phases, bad phases, but I'm in it. Like I'm in it for life. And granted. Yeah. I mean, we have to grow and, and fight for each other and do other things in between. I don't mean, mean to make it sound simplistic. Um, cause it's not easy. Simple. It's a simple, te- simple in theory, but it's not easy, but it's just, you know, I don't know. People are different, handle things, different situations. And I totally understand like how at times you feel a heavier weight than maybe I do. What do you mean? Meaning because of your personality, because of the trauma that I've put you through, it being easy, it being more understandable for you to have that mindset of like, in this moment, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like it's harder for you to see that than me. Mm -hmm. Is what I'm saying.
2: Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So yeah,
0: I'm sure a lot of relationships are like that. Even if there isn't a traumatic thing just based on their personality, it might be easier for one or simpler for one to see the light at the end of of that tunnel of that fight than the other person, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which I think is important because if both people are just, what's the point? Well, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Then you're just going to, you're not going to get anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's a bummer that people would just, I mean, I can understand why people would see your posts and just make up that you're saying you're not happy.
2: Yeah. Cause I was like, no, I, I never said anywhere that I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, it's.
0: You said, I think I'm happy. <laughs> no,
2: no, I said, you know, it's people fight. No relationship is perfect, even though it looks like it on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, someone noticed that we weren't sleeping in the same bed and. Canada it's like okay this is doesn't mean that we're unhappy it's just we have things that like any other relationship that we need to continue to grow and get better at and communicate better and you know listen to our, what we talk about in our own book and mm-hmm. but there's nothing that's yeah it's just it's almost like because everybody does fight mm-hmm. and some are just a little heavier and maybe way a little bit deeper but a fight is a fight and you know
0: Yeah, and my thing is, like, you know, what I tell you a lot of times when we're back on the mend, like, after a rough patch is, like, there's no one else in this world I'd rather go through this with than you, right? Like, go through life together. And that's, like, at the end of the day, that's my thing. It's, like, it's going to be the same if it's with somebody else, you know? Yeah. But, so I'd rather just, I'd rather do it with you because I love you and I want to do it with you.
2: Well, and that's kind of, like, what my girlfriend and I were saying, like... If the love is still there and two people, like we even talked about in our book, like two people are willing to work and fight at it, like then it you can continue to grow. Mm-hmm. But when the love is gone too, that's just. Oh yeah,
0: then that's tough.
2: But yeah, I mean, I think you have to figure out what you want for yourself and look at it. Because if if I was unhappy, like I don't want, like I have a friend who is in a marriage that's not happy. He's not changing. He's not willing to really change. And it's like and i look at her and i'm like i don't want to spend you know i'm, I'm going to be 40 in the next few years i don't want to spend the next 40 fighting so hard for this and like have my unhappy have my happiness be um in in doubt you know like mm-hmm. i i i don't want my kids to see that like i want the next you Don't want to
0: sacrifice your happiness yeah
2: i don't want to yeah. sacrifice it and i don't i'm like i don't want to if if it's not going in the direction of stronger, healthier, growing, you know, happiness, like what's the, like, w- then I'm like, I agree with people that, you know, like, then what is the point? Mm-hmm. Because like, I don't want to spend the next 40 miserable and unhappy and being with someone that doesn't want to change, doesn't want to grow, doesn't want to work on things. But it's like, that's not what's happening. What's happening is we are fighting and we're learning and we're growing and we can still be happy. And still have fights. And I think that's what's so great about, you know, our book, their book, everyone fights. Yeah. Because there's ways to realize that it's okay. Deal with it. <laughs> what? Listeners. What?
0: And yeah, we fight. Deal with it.
2: Yeah, you know, they, they know. They're subscribed. I know. <laughs>
0: um, well, let's take a break and get... Kim and Penn on here and let's talk everything fights and their book <laughs> and <laughs> how, how they work through it.
1: Okay.
2: It's spring break time. And I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids busy schedules. I think actually we're gonna have a chill spring break, but we're gonna be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area so when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Just go to expresspros.com. Each Express Employment Professional's location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. So go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. Friends, Hi, what's happening? How are you guys? I'm Jana and this is my husband Mike.
0: Hello, hello. We know
2: who you are. I'm Kim and this is Penn. Hey guys. Hi guys. Um Hi. I'm excited to talk to you because last week we talked about some kind of fights that we were having while we were uh essentially re-quarantining because we were in Vancouver for 6 weeks. Um and I remember getting the breakdown and being like, Oh yes, I cannot wait to talk to you because you have a book it's called everybody fights. And you know, someone had asked me, it's like, Oh, I noticed like Mike wasn't sleeping in the bed, you know, while a few nights while you were in Canada. And I'm like, look, it's just sometimes we fight <laughs> you know." and I'm like, ah. and that's okay.
3: Um, yes. but I, I just want to, how long have you guys been married for? We've been married for going to make me do some math here. Uh, <laughs> 16, 16 years. He cheated. Uh, 16 years. And we, we believe you, you don't have like that whole rule. Like don't go to bed angry. No, we go to bed angry sometimes because, and you know, like people have FOMO. I have like FOMS, like instead of fear of missing out, I have a fear of missing sleep. So I'd rather get <laughs> to sleep, sleep well, wake up refreshed, and
2: then we can hash it out. Wait, but Kim, you just kind of like dropped a bomb though. Like you just said what? it's been 16 years since he cheated. No, no, no. No. Did you oh.
0: like getting the number?
2: No. Oh. I, think he, I was like,
1: I,
0: I whispered her the number. Okay. <laughs>
2: she,
1: so
0: that's sorry.
4: how rumors start, right there, honey.
2: This is exclusive. No,
4: I heard it too, and I was like, maybe that. will just keep on going. But no, no, uh, no.
2: I hear everything. That's my husband.
3: <laughs> sorry about that. Oops.
2: Um, but it's it's great because your tag tagline is "Why not get better at it?" So, how do you guys fight better?
4: Um, the, the start of it is we talk about the fights.
1: Mm.
4: Uh, it, the, the, term that we use in the book is meta communicating. We take kind of a step back and we Monday morning quarterback it, if you will, we kind of talk about it after it's over. Um, we're at the point now where we talk about it while it's going on. Um, because there are a lot of things that happen to your brain and your body during fights that you can't control and it causes you to do stupid crap
0: mm-hmm. all the
4: time. And We've kind of learned what those things are, and once we see them coming, uh, we take a little bit of a beat, we de-escalate, and we come back when when our you know when our nervous system isn't completely haywire.
3: Well, and and I I do believe you know how to hurt your partner. Like you know exactly how you can hurt your person, right? Mm-hmm. You know the very specific ways their Achilles heel, in which you can torture them. So don't do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we know now how to zoom out that talking about the fight is if you've solved the fight, let's say that like you have to come to resolution. But if you can zoom out and and that's when we recognize like any fight that started at 10 o'clock at night for me, because I go to bed early because I wake up super early. That's not going to end well. So we just don't do it. Like so if something comes up at night, I'm like, you know what? we're going to work this out tomorrow. And if that means he sleeps in the guest room, like we do that too. Mm-hmm. Like we've done it a few times. Um, we know that after a couple glasses of wine, nothing is going to get <laughs> solved. So we don't do that. So now we just don't engage. Like we have these like peacetime conversations or wartime conversations. I
4: mean, I think we, sometimes we do still engage. We just have to, We when we, once we realize we're engaging, we're like, okay, we got to do this some other time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, you talked about sleeping in separate rooms uh, on that trip that happens sometimes. And it's, I think that's better than fighting when you're tired and drunk and hungry. hundred percent.
2: Hungry for
0: sure. Yeah. All all the above. (laughs) How long, so you guys have been together 16 years. At what point in your marriage and relationship were you like, okay, we need to start doing this different?
3: We went to counseling. Uh, We started, I think it was really when we started working together. So about 2013 and 14, something like that. And I think our marriage was fine. Our marriage was good. We weren't calling the divorce lawyer. Um, It was fine. You know what I mean? But we knew it could have been better. And then we kind of like pour gasoline on the fire. We started working together. So, when you are in each other's faces all day, raising kids together, living together, and then trying to be married to each other, it was rough.
4: We didn't have boundaries. We like, we like work just kind of steamrolled all the way into the night and in the morning. Mm-hmm. And to make it worse, I mean, Michael, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, maybe locker room talk was different when you were in the NFL than it is when you go home. My job before Kim. It, I wasn't in a locker room. I was in a newsroom and I'm telling you, it might be more foul and abrasive than an NFL locker Probably. room. W- the way that people talk in newsrooms. And I just thought that was how people talked when they work. I had done that for 15 years. And then I went to work with Kim and she called me on it. She's like, you're talking to me like- It was uh,
3: borderline abusive. I mean, it, not like- it, it, I
4: mean, it was, a lot, it was a lot of it was kind of stuff I picked up from my dad and also people in the newsroom, like a lot of passive aggressiveness. And just, I, I-, I Looking back on myself, I'm not proud, mm-hmm. but that was one of the that was like one of the early stressors was I talked down to her and I talked abrasively to her and I And I never to-
3: knew that part of him because as a husband, he was he was great, like it was fine. But then that I mean, work it, kind of that work self yeah. that displayed.
4: Well, Melanie and I talk to each other like that all the time. Like his my, his my work, work wife. wife. Yeah, his it's work wife. so crazy. <laughs> so like we talked to each other that way. And then uh, that was kind of how it started.
2: Yeah. No, I, I can kind of relate to you on that thing because like we, one of our big fights that we got into in, in Canada was he brought up a work idea and when we talk work I'm he's I don't remember him as my husband or my friend I go into business mode I go into Chris Jenner I'm like well I don't know like I think like you know we should only do this many amounts and like and I just go and I don't think about feelings I'm nice but I just like I I'm very direct with my like my words yeah and he takes it as because like he'll get upset if I say like, "Hey, where are you going?" If I don't put like, "Where are you going, babe?" like a softer tone, or, or even though I mean no maliciousness,
0: or what are you doing? I'm doing work. Well, what kind of work?
2: But like he gets so like annoyed, so it's like I have to always like sugarcoat it a little bit. And when I'm talking about work, it's very hard for me to sugarcoat work. And so it was something where it's like I have to like remember in those conversations like, "Oh, I'm." Yes, he's still my work partner, but he's also my husband and I need to like be a little softer with like my, my tone, I guess. And I have to be like, I have to throw in a baby or like, something.
0: a baby, well, a little it, baby, little honey goes a long way.
3: Sweetie. I, I feel that. And I feel like we've had that issue before in, in that sometimes like a lot of the ideas for our silly videos will come out of my head. And then Penn does the magic and goes into the magic song room and makes a song about it or something like that. But sometimes I'll say stuff and he's just not listening. And then when like another person says it, it's a brilliant idea. So it's that same. And then, or I'll have an idea and we call it like duck hunting or whatever, or what, what, clay pigeon or whatever. You like and just shoot it out of the sky. And so I'll have, I'll have an idea and he'll just do the- You do the same thing. "Mm." But we had, we actually wrote about (laughs) it in the book. One thing I put out like this big scary idea that I wanted to, like we wrote about in the book because I had this big scary idea. I felt like we should write a Broadway musical. By the way, it takes like 20 years to get a musical on Broadway. It is the most like scariest, weirdest thing ever, right? And so you say it out loud and you say it to your partner and then, so his 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 business hat goes on, right? Just like you were talking, and his response was, "Is that the best use of your time?" And I was like, oh. "Now I don't <gasps> say that mean." I
0: don't know. <laughs> oh, you and Penn on a lot I like right no, now. No, I would just be
2: like, no. I just think there's. I I wouldn't say it, like because that's that's what I would love to say, but I've learned like, and so I'm. I'm better than Penn. I know. no.
3: I'm a little <laughs> he, learned, he learned. And then I didn't handle it well because I got out of a moving car and walked home. Um, and so I didn't handle that well. But, uh, but literally, like, we took that fight to our counselor. and like we we talked about it that way. So we've both learned a lot. We learned a lot from counseling. We learned a lot from writing this book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, being married. Have you ever
2: had something where you're just like, I just don't know if, like I can continue on this? journey where it's just, it's, it's just too hard or it's just, there's, you just don't see anything changing and you feel like you're just like beating your head up against the wall or is that just normal marriage feelings and Mm -hmm. thoughts?
4: I've had those micro feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, and by that, I mean like while I'm in the thick of an argument where I realize that I'm, I'm just not getting anywhere and we're going in the same space, there's this sort of grief and hopelessness that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm, I feel very lucky to say that it's never lasted more than a, a few moments, um, but I know that that does happen.
3: Yeah, and my my parents got divorced, and yeah. they were um, they were separated and back together, and separated and back together before they got divorced. Like my entire childhood, so I learned, and one of the things we we learned about each other is like our fighting styles, and mine was what I saw modeled right, mm-hmm. which was you just leave. So when Penn said, is that the best use of our time, which is not what he meant, and it just came out really abrasively, instead of engaging, I literally got out of a moving car and left. Yeah. And, and so the the beginning and up until we went to therapy, my instinct was he, he says something that I don't agree with. I feel, I feel belittled, I feel stupid, and I leave. And so that is my instinct. So my instinct is to leave.
4: And it works on me because my biggest fear and my the thing that hurts me the most is being alone
1: mm.
4: or or more simply just people not liking me. Like I'm one of those guys that needs everybody to like him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just gonna call it like it is. And okay. and so, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, that's where some of the hopelessness comes from. And w- what we're learning through a lot of this is, I still believe that was not the best use of her time. <laughs> I will take that to Standing my grave. that, damn it. No, she was doing like a billion things. We can talk about this now because we've de-escalated from the fight. She even admits she, like had, she had taken on a lot of things. And the inside of my head was like, oh, my God, she's taking on something else. We can't do any more of this. I'm, I'm not getting much sleep as it is. We're doing a thousand things. But you should never answer a question that way in a demeaning way and project back on that person that's invalidating their feelings. You should say back, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Here's what I feel. Mm -hmm. I didn't do any of those things. Right. I just, I I just kind of, you know, took the shotgun out and and shot it down. So I, I could have gotten my opinion across and we would have been fine if I just found the right way to communicate it.
3: But to answer your question, like, are, were there moments there were, there's never been a moment personally. And I think Ken will say the same where we were on the brink of not making it. But are there moments and flashes where all of my personal history comes up and I think, you know what, I'm packing the kids up and I'm heading out of town. Like I've had plenty of those moments because that's my instinct. So we've learned like, so now I have to do the work and sit my butt in the chair Mm
1: -hmm. and take
3: a deep breath and I have to sit there and I have to engage because that's what's hard for me. Mm -hmm. And then his, like he used to just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry anything to just de-escalate. It's so anything hard, that he, yeah. It's so hard so now he has to sit his butt in the chair and say no that hurt my feelings like all when right. you left me that hurt my feelings so we have to show up in different ways but it was all about learning how our fighting styles
0: mm-hmm. how about when it came to working together obviously you guys do a million things together but when it came to the book and you guys were sitting down and starting it's like okay we're gonna write a book let's do this how is that process for you and with your working styles because i know for us we work completely different So it was a challenge to figure out that kind of dance, right? How was that for you guys?
4: Well, Kim was already very up for self-help, self-improvement, self-advancement. I've
3: read every book. I've read every Yeah, Yeah. I've
4: read them all. I don't. I do not read those books. I'm sorry. Like, I, I had to read them a ton during research for this book. But, I mean, we had to get over the initial hump, which was... I felt like everything was pretty good. I felt like we were doing okay. Like we were getting, we were pa- passing grades. Kim thought that we could be better. I thought that that meant that she was saying that she didn't like our marriage and that this whole thing was a failure. Um, she had to reassure me of that. And then really we had to kind of find a a, a really trusted person to come in and, and start talking to us. The guy who helped write the book with us, uh, he's our church pastor, but he's also been a friend of mine for 20 years. And he, I mean, the process became very easy when he came in because he broke it down for me to data points and ones and zeros and things that you can and things that you can't do and what goes on in your brain mm-hmm. uh, the way that I could understand it.
3: Yeah, and that, so let's be clear. He's the person that he specializes in like marriage counseling and marriage care. And he's the person that we went to. So we basically took the 10 fights and it worked best with like the 10 fights and we think everybody has, which is like, we're not having enough sex. I do everything. You do nothing. You're spending too much money. Like those, those 10 fight topics. And then we, it became simpler. No, that's all we fight <laughs> do, uh, oh, yeah. it, it, it became simpler when we figured out like, I'm going to write my part. He writes his part. And then an editor could kind of come, cut, cuts and paste the region. And yeah. then
4: Christopher says stuff
0: and then we do research.
3: Yeah. Oh. And then we did a bunch of yeah.
2: research. I'm so excited to read this.
0: It's, I feel like it's just going <laughs> to no. fall right into place for us.
3: Yeah. Be, the the Audible is really good too. We had fun on the Audible. You'll like that one too. I feel like it's similar
2: where we have like, cause we wrote a book as well where we kind of share both of our sides and you know, I feel like it's, it's, it's just, it's good that these books are coming out because I like when people, couples share their experiences from both sides because it's both sides need to be heard. And I think that's where in even relationships, why we escalate is because we're just wanting to be heard, you know, and from wanting to be heard, we just escalate to the, you know, the worst degree.
4: That's 100% right. And I wonder, I'm curious if you guys had a similar response that I did. Maybe one of you did, or both of you did. I, uh, I'm, we're public figures, we're on the internet all the time. Mm-hmm. We wrote the book um we put the pen down to paper and it felt okay and then I had to read the audible version of it and some of the stuff was really deep and it was like I was so uncomfortable it the first like, time I had to say it out loud it was
3: like you we were reading a diary entry I'm like yeah it was about our sex life and now people my mom's gonna hear this it's once so I, yeah
4: gross. once I got over it it was tough at the first time it was crazy
3: it was, it was a yeah, lot. Yeah,
0: we had, the at least I know I had the same experience where we're sitting there in the studio kind of like this, and we're sitting there reading it, like, back and forth, our parts, and, and I will just kind of sit back like do we are we sure we really want to do this? Like, the <laughs> stuff that we're saying right now, like, is this going to be received the way we hope it's going to be received? Because it's, I mean, but it's good, though. Like Jan is saying, it's like so many books before, you know, some of these, like, you guys are putting out, it's from one person on who's a clinical professional who, you know, acts like they have it all figured out and this is the steps to do it but then you know, they haven't gone through them themselves maybe. And so to hear from yeah. somebody like you guys, I know for us it's going to be refreshing to to hear y'all's words to be like, "Man, we're not alone either." Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And don't you feel like, you know, when you're dating somebody like you can talk to your girlfriends about like, oh, we got in a fight and every, you know, and you can talk about that. But as soon as you're married, there's this like veil of secrecy, like we no longer talk about our relationships with people, really. Mm -hmm. And then it was only when we kind of told our circle of friends, we were doing the research for this book and we were writing this book that people confided in us about a lot of the issues they were having And, and they were asking us for advice And I was like, guys, we should be talking about this and let's normalize the fact that no marriage is perfect. No relationship is perfect. A good marriage can become a great marriage. And really, there are some really easy communication hacks that we've put into place. So how can
2: a good marriage become a great marriage?
4: I mean, it's 100% communication-based, at least in our book it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, fights are all about going back and forth. The... Cliffs notes of it is, we have these scripts and we have these magic words that you can say when you're in the middle of a of an argument. Could you give us some it, right now? Yeah, sure. Um, you you just you, that you kind of almost did do one there. Uh, tell me more is one of the best ones that you can do when someone's finished talking. Instead of turning it around and disagreeing with it, make an effort to try to understand it better, and say, "Tell me more."
3: So even so, when I had said, "Pen, I think we should write a Broadway musical," if Penn had said, "Tell me more." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm really just, you know, yearning for a creative outlet right now. I feel really bogged down with this, 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 if yeah. you had followed up with, tell me more about that. Wow. If you just let me spiral and talk that, that wasn't even a fight, yeah. right? Oh my
2: God. That would um, have helped us so much when we were in Vancouver because I was overwhelmed with work, like had been filming a movie for, you know, three and a half weeks. And I was like, Mike, I... I'm feeling like claustrophobic. I I don't, I don't want to go home yet. Like, I feel like I haven't had, it. I need to have fun. I need to decompress before I go back home to Nashville and I'm back in mom work mode. And he's like, if you would have said, tell me more, I would have, I would have felt so heard and just yeah. like, you care. And if I would have said, tell me more about your gun business you wanted to do, instead of being like, that's what you want to do right now. Like. Well, they're are about to sure take our guns away time. yeah I'm like yes. are you sure it's the best use of your time said
0: Penn.
1: um
2: but really what Jana wanted i'm gonna to start say.
0: hearing Penn's voice now every time like i know <laughs> you want to say that Penn's voice in his face like, is just gonna stick how simple but like also
2: how simple to say like tell me more because you don't have to agree with it understand it but you to yeah. be like
3: i would love to hear like tell me more i'm I'm, and, i'm interested and then repeat back what what he's saying mm-hmm. it's like okay so what i hear you say is you were really interested in starting this business okay yeah uh, and then so you just like repeat back and it doesn't commit you to an answer but i think you had pointed this out in the beginning is that we are all here in this partnership just to be seen. And my job in this partnership is just to be a witness to his life story. Mm -hmm. My job is to be his PR person. My job is to be his hype man, right? He does not complete me. I do not complete him, but we are partners. We are jumping off this cliff together and holding hands. Mm -hmm. And if we can't show up for each other in that way, and he can't see me. And if I can't really see him, then what are we doing, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's why our marriage was fine. Our marriage was fine. We did carpool. We would get in a fight. We would laugh at a TV show. We'd have sex. Yeah. We'd wear, and it was fine. But like to really have those great, those great moments of connection, um, those really just weren't even happening. So that's why I just, when I went in the, I'm a very, um, I just recently learned I'm an Enneagram type one. And that means I'm a perfectionist, mm. <laughs> allegedly. I know, right? He's what like, are you, oh. Pen? I'm not. A, I'm not a type one. He's he's uh, the opposite no, of that.
4: I'm a. I'm an. Um, uh, what a positive. ambitious "Whatever a golden retriever dog yeah.
3: would be." I'm
4: a. I'm a futuristic positivist. He's or just. Something. He's Crap. a golden retriever. I forgot retriever. what it was. Yeah. He's
3: like a messy, happy person, and. So when I went into this counseling, I like had a notebook. I'm like, just tell me exactly what to say. Tell me what to say when he comes at me with this, or tell me what to say when I'm feeling because I have anxiety and I have depression. Like when I'm spiraling and he doesn't understand me. Yeah. Like tell me the words to say, and then that's exactly just like what we wrote in our book. Mm-hmm. At the end of the chapters, we're like shortcut. Just say this because there are times when I'm like you're saying claustrophobic. That's what anxiety feels like to me. Mm-hmm. So it feels like somebody standing on my chest and I have trouble breathing. And how do I explain that to somebody who's like a golden retriever, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's never experienced that in his whole life. Um, But then but through this, he's been able to see and hear me and knows now exactly what I need in those moments. And then I, you know, and then I can help him through his. Yep. 1000%.
0: I love tell me more, or I'm definitely gonna take that.
3: Do
4: it. I've I've got some more for you. If you want to, here's another one if you want something, and this includes sex, this includes anything, if you want something, tell the person what you want and and say, because, after whatever it is that you want, say because. It's like
3: scientifically proven. If you give a reason for what you want, you're more likely to. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The, The other... The other thing you can do to go even further is Kim can say why, and you can say because it can, and then she can say why, and you can say because again, and after the third because, you're really getting to the heart of the matter at that point.
3: Yeah, like I really, I've, I've been working so hard in this movie, I really feel the need to relax and un- unwind. But I because, did that, and there was a no. <laughs> well, and then he's, and, well, and you said because... I feel like we need to connect before we just jump back into our lives as parents, as working people. And then and he, he said, no. And then what happens? No. And then, and then you say, I'm feel I feel mm-hmm. because you, you keep going this until you understand each other.
2: That one might be a little harder because <laughs> I feel like I am semi direct with my words better. I used to be super passive and I feel like now I'm more on train of, or on track of being
3: direct. Yeah. That's kind of a motto in our marriage. It's like mature people ask for what they want. I yeah. used to just like, he's like, what do you want for lunch? I'm like, I don't care. Just get me whatever. I'm like, no, just mature people. <laughs> like, yeah. Mature people. Do you ask for have any more,
4: for- pen? There's a bunch. Um, there is, uh, we well, it up. this one takes a little bit of explaining. Um, we have a, we have a code that we say called secret contract mm-hmm. and it basically means, okay, so you guys have secret contracts. If you've been married, if you've been together for a week, you start building these things. They're unspoken things that you do that you just do. Mm-hmm. Kim just changes the toilet paper. She always changes the toilet I, paper. I
3: like to do the cooking. She
4: does the cooking, I do the dishes, she wakes the kids up, I take them to school because she doesn't want to put a bra on. Um, I <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, 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 Yeah, I put bra. the dogs to sleep, she lets me sleep in. Most of these are really good contracts, but every once in a while there's something that you have been kind of tasked with doing that deep down uh, you hate. And that will bubble up into, in Kim's case, like a giant, um, uh, week-long strike against toilet paper that she took to Instagram on and like publicly shamed her husband about not changing the but toilet for paper. For a week,
3: We there was no toilet paper in the bathroom and, and he, he continued to use it.
4: No, no, because there was a Kleenex box underneath the sink and Kleenex, if you like let it sit in the toilet for a little while, it won't clog the toilet and it's a hundred times softer oh, and better God. than toilet so- paper. I'm just saying that out loud. And if- <laughs> Some might
3: call you a
0: genius there, Pen. <laughs> Thank you. I'm one yeah. of those guys.
3: So, yeah. and, but then it could so secret contracts work great if they work for you, right? But I was sure. very resentful because I did all the housework. His secret contract, the role he plays, he is the golden retriever in our marriage, right? So, he's the hat, he's the hype man, he's the cheerleader, he's the fun guy. But what happens when he goes through some stuff and he needs to be sad? Like, he always feels like he has to be happy. Hmm. And so, I just, if I know he's going through stuff, like he's gone through some stuff with his parents, I'll just say, secret contract. I got this. Yeah. You can be sad now. I can, I I got this. If, I got it. And
4: if Kim has had anxiety and she's been up all night, she'll, she'll, you know, she'll kind of rub my shoulder at about seven o'clock and say, secret contract, I need you to take the kids. And it's, it, it's one of those situations where, you know, as soon as she says that I do this all the time, it's okay. But for mm-hmm. now, I'd like to change it. Um, so. I like that. that. It's,
2: yeah. It's just kind of like the
3: roles, like but we've talked about. Into. Yeah. It's just. And redefining and we talk roles. About we, we never had the discussion that I was always going to be the person who would change the toilet paper. Yeah. Like, I never really decided that. It was right. just, it just happened.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's I think that's a really important one because you start to have resentment if, you, if those roles aren't, if it's actually something you don't want to be doing.
0: That's like laundry right? for her. She always just kind of happens to do it like the kid's laundry. And we never decided, but I think that's the one you hold
2: resentment it's just acknowledgement sometimes, around. you know, just the, right. and it, I'm obviously I'm a mom. I'm, it's fine. It's part of one of my duties, but it's like, you know, we, we usually, we discuss like, you're the cook, I'm the cleaner, you know, it's just the, Right. I mean, you know, Not really. I really. what
0: we don't really discuss it. Just kind of,
2: well, like we do. When am I going to cook? I don't cook.
0: Right. Cause I,
3: I'm <laughs> a better cook and it works. So that's a super contract that works. Right. right. Yeah, you keep people fed and then you clean and then it and yeah.
2: Yeah. Um where can our listeners find all of this stuff? Like you guys on Instagram, obviously the book. We
3: are on the on on the um social medias. We are the holderness family. Um and Penn likes to say it's like wilderness but with a hoe. So oh, um wait, I see you guys. Oh oh cute. Follow back. I love you guys um, and then This is everybodyfightsbook.com, and yeah. Um, I'm super excited
2: to deep dive right now into your Instagram because the first thing Mm -hmm. I see is how I really feel. I'm like, oh,
3: I cannot wait. Um, It's basically me because I'm an introvert, so quarantine actually wasn't terrible for me, and I just want to sit in my pajamas all day long Um, is basically how I really feel.
0: Love it. (laughs)
3: We're getting vaccinated. I'm like, uh, does that I mean know.
0: I have to go out in public?
3: <laughs> I know i kind of cool just staying here
2: guys. Cause you guys are in so, Raleigh, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, whenever you guys come to Nashville, let us know. Ooh. We love Nashville. That, isn't that where the book people are? Yes. We're a publisher. Yeah. Is.
4: yeah. Like yeah. there, there's a lot of publishing in Nashville, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So come
2: yeah. and we're open. So come on. <laughs>
4: Come okay, and we're going to
2: be vaccinated soon. Hang on.
4: Also, I have to ask this question. Yeah. So you were in Vancouver. I'm putting some pieces together. Okay. You were in Vancouver shooting over the winter. That's usually like Hallmark movies, right?
3: You a Hallmark movie? Are Lifetime. You, did, Lifetime. Oh, that's oh, even better.
4: So, we So we did like a bunch of parodies of Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies oh my in God. December.
2: Yes. And the reason amazing. here's the
4: reason why we love we, them. so like quarantine and COVID, particularly on my girls, they got really bummed out when Christmas time came around. And so they binged watched all these like amazing. Christmas movies. Sorry. Amazing Christmas. Movies, I love them. Amazing plots.
3: <laughs> no, I want to really know. Realistic I, stuff. Really I don't really want deep to be surprised. I don't, I don't want to be surprised. I want to know exactly how it's going to end. Beautiful girl meets handsome guy. That's all Xana from- is yeah yeah so big city girl she, big city girl
4: goes back to her hometown back.
2: there's a festival in her home there's a festival where there's a tree lighting this is what i want there's like
4: one gazebo <laughs> in all 27 but, but movies it's the same don't gazebo. plot
3: twist me yeah. don't make don't make a murder mystery <laughs> none of that oh. so we're obsessed. actually so another one of the ideas i threw out i'm like i want to write one of those like i don't have i'm yes. not an actress no so please thinking, please do but everything I'm, I I want to make it a musical, obviously, but everything I'm writing is, I'm like, there's only one storyline. I can't even get creative with it. It's amazing. You You have
2: plenty of time. Like Penn says, you can (laughs) Okay,
3: (laughs) plenty of time, lots of time. Lots of free time. Well, we can't wait to watch it.
2: Um, you guys are so sweet. Seriously, come visit. Thank you for um, coming on Wind Down. and I'm excited to read your guys' book because everyone does fight. So
0: especially us. Penn, Kim, thank you <laughs> thank guys so much. Guys. We appreciate your time. Thank we love you. to have you guys back on too. Okay.
3: Thank you. Yeah, right on. Appreciate right. it. Awesome. Thanks, Bye, guys.
1: guys.
0: You know, as much as we've gotten validated through our book and people responding to it and just saying how much they appreciate it and can relate, I love talking to people like Kim and Penn and just hearing their stories, being like, (laughs) man, we're not the only ones. No. You know?
2: Yeah. And it just, it feels feels good. I mean, even like when we talk to people like Liza and
1: Mm -hmm.
2: having those conversations and reading, you know, other books of other couples that we look up to. That it's like, oh, they, were, they have crossroads and they have fights and they have arguments, but yet they're still in love and they're still happy too. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I like that. Do we have any emails?
0: We do have some emails.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: All right. This is from Alexandra. My best friend's husband has become an alcoholic and is an asked to her more and more frequently. They have a year and a half old son and she has settled down. Stopped drinking during pregnancy and he didn't. Unfortunately, his mm-hmm. problem seems to be getting worse. While he's not physically abusive, I fear for my friend and my godson that he might become that. Their parents all want her to leave him and get a divorce. She's not ready to make that decision yet. As a friend, how do I support her and what advice can I give her?
2: I mean, I guess this kind of goes with what we've been talking about is there's relationships that can work. And then there's the relationships where someone is just an active addiction And that person is wanting, and that person is wanting to not believe it. Maybe they're an active addiction and fight through it. But it's just, that's so hard because (laughs) you're not going to get anywhere. If like, if if you were like acting out in an active addiction, it's like, you can't, I can't hold all those pieces together. Mm -hmm. Like that'd be impossible. So Um, to support her, I would just say that, I mean, she's going to want to try, but don't isolate her, but also don't continue to tell her that she'd be okay alone.
0: Yeah. I would say, you know, in situations like this, no one from the outside is going to be able to make the decision for your friend. Mm -hmm. So your job as a friend and as godmother to her son is to just ask her questions. So she gets to the verdict herself, right? So ask her why, like, what are your reasons for staying? What are your fears around it? What are your fears about leaving and have those conversations and allow her to talk through it and have the dialogue with you. And and for her to realize, man, the only reasons I am starting staying are X and Y, but the reasons, you know, I should leave are, you know, A through Z, you know, there's a a significant more amount of reasons. So just allowing them to figure it out themselves as you kind of help navigate them through these questions and ask the appropriate questions is, is my biggest advice for what, for what I would do if I had a friend in that situation.
2: Yeah. And if F through P is really bad, you know, know, but
0: then you get D through D and G and then O through, you know, X, you know, (laughs) I was just shooting from the hip on that one, guys. But you get what I'm saying, Alexandra. Just allow her to uh, figure it out for herself as you guide her.
2: I don't know, though, because C could really be a a bummer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On to the next email. This is from Alyssa. I will be 27 in April. My husband just turned 35. I suffer from PCOS and am lucky if I have two periods a year.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Because we knew this would be difficult for us, we started to try to get pregnant about a month after we were married. We got pregnant off the bat. Then I miscarried around six weeks. Since then, we have not been able to get pregnant. We've started going to a chain of doctors, specialists, medications, and I'm afraid we're getting to the point of IUI and IVF. I feel like my husband isn't as emotional about this as I am. I know he wants children. He just says to trust in God and enjoy the time we have together before children come into the mix. I love that thought process, but I still get sad with bad news. So I wanted to ask Mike, what were your thoughts and feelings as you and Jana were going through treatment? You know it's tough because as a as a guy, you know we have our own feelings, but also you know our feelings only go to a certain depth because we don't have as much of the um, feeling of responsibility as the female does, so I don't want to say that our feelings are the same as y'all's because they're not at all. And so when Jana was going through that stuff, all I could do, and what I thought my job was, was to just be as positive as I could, without minimizing what she was feeling or the situation. So it's great for your for your husband to stay positive. But he also needs to allow the space for sadness, and for you to feel that. Because if he's just like, ah, don't worry, it's in God's hands. And hey, don't worry, it's going to happen. Let's just enjoy the time together. If it's, that's good. But if it's that continuously, then he's not really giving you the space to have the feelings that you need to express. And that's very important just from our experience through this. Um, And having done that a couple times, it's very important for, for the female to have that space and for the male to... Find that happy dance between optimistic and uh, empathetic.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with
0: that. Yeah.
2: Um. Well, good show, guys.
0: Good show. Um, we got some good stuff coming in the books, coming down the pipeline. Yeah. That we're really pumped about. So, uh, you know, that's what we want to do: give you guys something entertaining to listen to and to grow as a person. So, appreciate y'all listening. Bye. Later.
2: Discover the rich, smooth taste of matcha love made with Japanese green tea and real matcha. There are so many culinary treats to create with this precious powder that go beyond the traditional tea ceremony. Everything from lattes to baked goods to smoothies. Experience the vitality of the whole tea leaf. Matcha is vibrant in taste and full of powerful health benefits. Get 25% off all matcha love products on etoen.com using code JANA. That's code J-A-N-A at itoen.com dot available on Amazon and itoen.com